Whoa, Nelly, out of timers, bonus episode, not on the channel, coming through on the Talking Joe channel. That's right, people. Uh, this is a spin-off from Out of Timers. It is involving Talking Joe crew members. Who knows what's going on? It's a crazy mashup of people, things, and places. Uh, this was supposed to be myself and the Ben TK421 flying retro. We're going to discuss our year in movies. If you were listening to the Out of Timers podcast, the greatest podcast that no one ever has listened to, or you were, I mentioned it on the Talking Joe channel, you'll know that me and Ben set out in the year of 2020, that famous uh, feel-good year, to watch 200 movies in a calendar year. No repeats allowed. So my mate said, I've watched that easy. I've watched Frozen 2 200 times with my daughter. I said, doesn't count. That only counts as once. You've watched one movie this year. So uh, what happened? Um, where did we get to? Unfortunately, Ben wasn't available to do the recording. I've drafted in a couple of people off the streets who are going to have some input. So uh, name yourselves. You're listening to The Outer Timers. And here are your hosts, Mark <laughs> and S. Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellas. That's right. We got a, well. We got someone in the studio who is going to weigh in with some valid opinions because he's a, a thesp. This man has treaded the board, so he knows what he's <laughs> talking about when we're talking about acting. Uh, the man's got the chops. It is, of course, S. Jub Seven, and uh, sitting alongside him, we have got it's the man my with co-host. the invalid opinions. <laughs> <laughs> a regular talking Joe. Uh, the front man is uh, Mark Funky Bunch Seddon. So, uh, welcome, boys. Happy to have you. Yes, it was a year in movies. I don't know if you recorded personally how many movies you were watching, but uh, I. Ben got to 250, so he smashed that 200. I was well mm-hmm. on course to do 200 when out of time has folded and collapsed into the sea. My movie watching fell off a cliff as well. So I stepped it up in, I think, September, October. My chart started skyrocketing. And uh, in fact, I did not get to 200, though. It got to New Year's Eve, two movies to watch, easily doable, um, but failed in that task. And I made the decision actively not to watch those two movies because i thought i will not be beholden to this stupid challenge and let this challenge beat me so i figured by not watching those last two movies i won well it was nail-biting stuff either way chief and for my own part your competition with ben was the sole reason why i joined the ranks of letterboxd and it's been a useful app i must say it's uh you know it's it's great to and I, i i've not only been charting my my cinema watching but also i can't help myself i have to record my thoughts on each film that i digest like i write many reviews yeah and i've read some of them. i read your last few you did on american ninjas <laughs> mate they're gonna be cringeworthy but it's it's fascinating to like just freeze frame your opinions on cinema yep. at a certain point in your life like yeah. hopefully the internet will exist 20 years from now and hopefully letterboxd will still be in you know in existence and we'll yeah. be able to go back to these things and be like wow i thought that back then shit yeah i didn't know oh. what it was all all about um you know when ben was like oh we've got to log these i was like who wants to go online and on this app and log your movies but actually it's really cool as soon as you watch it pop it on there quick view you can see other people's movies which is cool i like watching you know to see what your friends have been up to and i see s jobs giving one stars out to all these movies and you know Funky Bunch giving his standard threes, etc. But um, no, it's, it's good. It's good. And uh, yeah, so this is where this, this challenge was born on Letterboxd. I'm just going to my sheet. Um, I have got all 198 movies that I watched on this sheet. Um, 
and you, you boys have got this as well. So I'm going to pick out a few highlights, lowlights, etc. You boys can try and convince me on movies where I rank them wrong. So the first thing I'm going to start with is the top 10, my top t- well, uh, five star movies I ranked. Actually, let's break it down some stats. We like to go into numbers. So I ranked 18 movies, five stars of 198 which was actually 9% of all my movies. As a comparison, Ben only ranked 8% of his movies five stars. So I was the higher marker. Uh, most of my scores came in the threes and two and a half category. So I was very middle of the road-ish compared to him. But anyway, looking at my top 10, the, and I'll read them out to you. Uh, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Rocky, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Die Hard, Back to the Future, uh, Temple of Doom, Batman, Back to the Future Part 3. Now, there are a couple of omissions here, and that is I did not watch Jaws and Ghostbusters in the year 2020. Shame on Chief. And (laughs) when I do watch those coming up, they will slot into that top 10, which means Batman and Back to the Future will drop out. And I think that is probably my top 10 movies. I will have, there won't be anything missing from that list, I don't think. Anything surprising from that top 10 for you guys? Uh, Back to the Future Part 3, they're ranking ahead of Part 2 was a bit of a surprise. Okay. You can't be here! It doesn't make sense for you to be here! I refuse to believe that you are here! Look, I am here and it does make sense. Look, I came back to 1955 again with you, the you from 1985, because we had to get a book from Biff. So once I got the books back, you, that is the you from 1985, we're in the DeLorean and it got struck by lightning and you got sent back to 1885! 1885! Um, I think I had number two as a three and a half star or a four star maybe mm, further down I, the list for sure yeah. i think for me it didn't do difficult to say it didn't do anything new which is what i was going to say because obviously it does but i feel like we've seen it all before in the previous movies and that was kind of the point of number two i guess where he's going back and seeing himself in 1955 the best bits are by far the bits in the alternate future where you know Biff is watching Clint Eastwood movies in a jacuzzi hot tub with a couple of ladies. Um, and oh, just that's absolutely genius. And you know, he has the to do with Marty and that kind of stuff. But the rest, I don't know, good, great movie, great, don't get me wrong. But, but on reflection, I thought three was just a complete non stop roller coaster. And whereas as a kid, I probably didn't like three, now as an adult, I liked it more. Fair enough, yeah. Of the other two trilogies. Chief, you've been on record saying that in terms of Star Wars films, yes, uh, very much of the opinion that whatever you're watching currently kind of rises to the top yes. and really buzzes your berries. Is, yep. that, is that true or do you have a definitive ranking? Do well, you I've stand put them in by here, so your top 10? Mm. I have put them in here as the order of release, episode four, five, six. And, right. and that is what was the order i watched them in this year though that's a good question i need to go and check the diary to see if that's kind of a backwards order i think it is um no i think i watched empire first this year then return then uh, new hope but yeah it can be yeah, very much so same as ben you know whichever one of those three we watch at the time can catapult itself to the top however on reflection i think i think New Hope is definitely my favourite, and then the other two can can alternate on that number two spot. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the other Holy Trinity, um, <laughs> the the indie films. Is there any scope for those to shuffle? 
or you um, think it's pretty definitively ranked? Possibly. I would have had Temple of Doom. This is a surprise to me that it made it into the top 10 because mm. I previously would have had it maybe top 30, but it crept in at number eight. And obviously when Jaws and Ghostbusters slide in there, it will fall to number 10, but still a top 10. And I hadn't forecast that. And the other one is Crusade, which I probably would have had top 50. Uh, that's at 17. So that, that again, surprised mm. me how enjoyable that was. But, you know, the other surprising one is, so you know, you've got three Star Wars movies in the top three. You've got three Indiana Jones movies in the top 17. The other surprising Ooh. thing was I had four Rocky movies in the top 21. <laughs> ridiculous. If, you, if you'd have asked me that before ranking them, you know, I would have said well, these look- are great movies, but... You know, I, F- I, fans of out of timers know exactly how hard you and Ben go on the Rocky yeah. saga. Yeah, it's it. Yes, you, yeah. you guys want to jump up and down and do some shadow boxing and oh, <laughs> What other movies? Pumped, man! I can't think of any other movies that gets me out of my chair cheering at the screen. You know, and if that's <laughs> no one's going to accuse these apart from the first one, which deserved the awards and Stallone. As I, I went on a five-minute ramble on a, a Talking Joe episode, I think about anyone who hasn't seen Rocky recently should go back and watch it and watch that masterclass of a character study that Stallone manages to bring to the screen which is against type of 95% of his other movies um, where he's just pretty much awful in but um, you know no one's going to accuse those other movies of being Academy Award winners or you know the greatest movies of all time but from a emotional standpoint they, they just get to me I think a lot of that is nostalgia but you know they're worthy of your time i think still but the first one is just incredible for me um other one i wanted to put out as a comment was and s jobs will know where i'm coming from here is animal olympics coming in at number 11 1980 (laughs) the greatest animated movie of all time now i reckon (laughs) five percent of listeners of this episode will have seen that movie yeah, I think if you that, know, <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't have heard of that film, let alone stick it in their, their top 20. Yeah. Now, have you <laughs> seen it's it? Very much, it's, it's very I, much its I own thing, isn't it? I don't think I've ever seen it. No. What, pl- and what platform can you watch it on? Uh, I've got it on DVD. I don't know <laughs> okay. if it's streamable somewhere. I had it on VHS. But I, I fear that this one is very much of its time. And if you didn't watch it as a kid, watching it now as an adult... I don't feel it would, you know, grab you mm. by the cojones and shake you around too much. Um, <laughs> similar to The Princess Bride, which I have at number 12. Ben had never seen this movie up until oh, right. a month ago. Inconceivable! And, uh, which was amazing to me. And when he watched it, he, mm-hmm. I think he gave it three stars or three and a half. And he was very much of the opinion, I can see what it's doing. I see it is a good movie. But he felt that, you know, because he didn't watch it as a kid, it didn't have that impact on him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thomas uh, got on uh, got on The Princess Bride about, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And uh, yeah, he watched it about once a day for the best part of two weeks. Okay. Uh, wow. Really enjoyed it. Mm. Good. Good. Uh, I like that. Good. It's good it's film. Good, good parenting. Um, <laughs> Look, never <laughs> underestimate the power of nostalgia goggles. I mean, Chief, I have very scattered memories of Animal Olympics because right. I had it on like a scrappy, scratchy VHS back in the day. Yeah. But when I watched it at your behest again, you can't help but feel this kind of resonance with it. It really, it just transforms 
or transports you back to a much earlier time. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get it, buddy. It's, uh, it's very much of its time and you either had it in your life as a child or you didn't. Yeah. And you and as a kind of a sports fan slash animation fan slash the comedy, the kind of the, the quirkiness of it. Yeah, yeah, it's very you. Yeah. And, and also, let's not, let's not say that I don't want to have to defend nostalgia. That's not a bad thing. Just because uh, it's ranked high because of nostalgia, you shouldn't have to defend that. That's, that's cool. That's good. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with liking something for sentimental or nostalgic reasons. So, But Chief, um, should we get to why everyone's actually here? They only have praise of, of you know, objectively cult okay. and good films. Sure. I want to hear yeah. you mm. ream some movies and new one. Come on. <laughs> do they? I, okay. Come on. Well, I know I do. I represent the audience once again. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Um, what... I suppose, is it a case of you're trying to um, convince me that I have ranked movies too low or, or well, <laughs> uh, very quick, very quickly, I'll go through some of the surprise, my surprises mm-hmm. for me. Top Gun, I had at number 27. If you had have said prior, I said it's a Joe average mediocre movie. Watched it, loved it, four stars. Um, hmm. Into the Spider-Verse, I am not a fan of Spider-Man, the character at all. I would say this is the greatest Spider-Man movie ever. I put it at number 31 on my list. Yeah, surprise high from you. Surprise low from me, I think. Oh, really? It should be higher, yeah. Oh, right, you think 31 is not high enough? Mind you, mind you, that's four and a half stars out of uh, five is is still a heck of a... Uh, I put G.I. Joe in at number 37. Again, we discussed this obviously at length on the Talking Joe episode 100, but I went in thinking this is going to be a two-star movie. Give it four stars. What a great movie that is, just Mm. because of the wackiness. (laughs) And also, we won't go into this too deep because I know S-Jubs is most definitely not a fan, but I put Revenge of the Sith as a three-and-a-half star in the, in the uh, 64th place on my list. Uh, I w- would have gone in, it was a two-star movie prior, but um, having watched all those Clone Wars animated episodes, it's given me a bigger love for that era, and surprisingly, it, it ranked quite high. Surprising lows, here we go then. Um, Terminator mm. 2. I think I gave three, three and a half stars and mm. Ben was immediately, as soon as he saw that <laughs> pop up on letterbox, he video called me basically saying, you absolute dickhead, what are you doing? This is five stars. How can that be a three and a half star movie? Doesn't it grab you by the short and curlies when you hear the, 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 the underscoring while Arnie's on the chopper yep. uh, with his Winchester shotgun? And he's smashing through those gates on that like sluice way. Oh yes, yes. And to then... rescue John on the bike when he's been chased. Like, doesn't it make the hairs stand up on the back? Of yeah, it's, it's 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 a great it's a great scene that most definitely. And Arnie is just you know he is chewing up scenery like he he's on a mission. And but this is a reverse nostalgia thing for me. It was like as a you know up until I probably haven't seen this movie. I would say for fifteen years prior to watching it last year and i would have said yes this is a five-star movie it's incredible but i didn't have the nostalgic pangs for it when i watched it a few months ago i don't know i don't know what it is um maybe this is what i should be doing when you write your little two paragraph reviews i should have spewed my thoughts out into the letterbox review bit and then at least i could have brought that to the party here and explained why because i'm struggling to now you're thinking. Now I'm thinking. Wait a minute. Maybe I did mark this too low. Maybe T <laughs> two is really having a lot of fun with itself. You know, if you watch them back as an adult, 
Terminator is a groundbreaking horror slash sci-fi slasher yeah. movie. It's three star, three stars from Chief. I got a lot of grief on really, that one for, as well for the the Terminator. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. But I mean, T two is there are a lot of instances where it's winking at the audience. It's like, yeah, we know you're gonna love this. It yeah. plays ZZ Top's bad to the bone. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just the film is absolutely having fun with itself and. And you certainly, as an audience member, going to eat a lot of popcorn to T2. <laughs> so, yeah, it felt overly long. That definitely felt oh, really? overly long. Well, did you watch the, uh, the recut, sort of the, the James Cameron redux where they inserted all those extraneous, stupid extra scenes of <laughs> Arnold's like pr- practicing his smile? I mean, ugh. No, there are reasons that. why films get cut down. And yeah. this is a bone I have to pick with both of the outer timers that you guys mm. like the. Um, the extended version of Aliens. Right, yeah. The theatrical release. Ah, okay. You're, you're not down with that? Well, I just think um, it's incredible how the theatrical release didn't really lose anything and, and make such massive cuts. Yeah. You know, the smart gun section and the, the whole section on LV, whatever. No, the, the, the colony, whatever. What I, I'm blanking I on the name, you but you know what I mean. What's going on? They're coming. Where? In the tunnel. Those ammo counters go. B guns down 50%. Man, it's a shooting gallery down there. 60 rounds left on B. 40. 20. 10. B guns drive. 20 on A. 10. 5. That's it. Yeah, all those sequences that kind of build up Newt's backstory and her, her family life and all that stuff. It's stuff that they spent weeks shooting and, and I'm sure it was like James Cameron had to basically kill his darlings in the edit bay uh, to, to get rid of all that stuff. But the film holds together so perfectly well and comes in at a much shorter runtime. Yeah, I think Ben was, ben was definitely more into the special edition extended one than I was. I'm happy to watch either or, and I'll probably watch the shorter one if I've got, if, you know, out of given a preference, um, just because I don't particularly like overlong movies. But um, yeah. All right, let's carry on. Re- um, yeah, rewinding it a bit, you, um, I've got a list of underrated films, and I've got Terminator there. So we talked about that coming in at three stars. But next to Terminator with three stars is Terminator 3. So yeah. there's uh, some sort of parity oh there between yeah. Terminator and Terminator 3. I just thought it was more fun. I thought Term- Terminator is just a bit too slow and boring for me. Um, three, no, three stars. Look, I'll reiterate, if you're not aware, two and a half stars from the Chief is a non-regretful watch. So that is not... Most people will say two and a half is middle of the road or, or poor. But for Chief, no. Two and a half is I did not regret watching that. That's, that's, a, that's an okay movie. Okay. So three yeah. stars bring, is, is Bring good. down Terminator, the original Terminator, elevate Terminator 3, and they're sort of meeting sort of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, coming to America, three stars, 86th place on the list. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why is that not a five-star movie? Three stars from the Chief. <laughs> I think I, uh, again, what, what did I struggle with this on? Um, it just, look, there's, it felt like Murphy was just 
doing as many skits or scenes as he could. And those bits in the barbershop are literally some of the greatest <laughs> moments in, in comedy cinema history. Absolutely incredible. Pound for pound, Sugar Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter ever lived. Oh, come on, man. What about Joe Lewis? The Brown Bomber. Now that was a great boxer. You damn right. I suppose nobody in here ever heard of Cassius Clay. We got a point. Cassius Clay was a bad motherfucker. Hey, I ain't saying Clay ain't bad. I'm just saying I stopped liking Cash Clay. What's changed the name to Muhammad Ali? What kind of shit is that? Wait a second. Wait a second. A man has the right to change his name to whatever he wants to change it to. And if a man wants to be called Muhammad Ali, God damn it, this is a free country. You should respect his wishes and call the man Muhammad Ali. His mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Mm-hmm. That's right. I say Clay. Get out of here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He gonna always be clay to me. I don't give a fuck what chain name to. He is clay. He clay to me. I say clay. Well, then you're a putz. The three of you. Three putzes. You should change the name outside from Mighty Shop to the three putzes. The, the preacher on stage uh, introducing... Oh, no, it's Arsenio Hall's the preacher, and he's introducing um, Mr. Randy... Is it Randy, what, Randy, Randy Watson and Sexual Chocolate? Uh, that whole bit is just incredible. The the two guys from Trading Places, uh, Randolph and Mortimer, that's brilliant. But overall, uh, the story didn't really grab me and there's too many scenes that, I don't know, didn't work. So I stand by my three stars on that, which is surprising. What else have we got? Same here? plateau as Terminator. Damn. On the same plateau as Terminator, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gremlins, 105th mm. on the list, three stars. Again, hadn't seen this probably for 25 years, I reckon. Um, mm. Ben watches it two or three times a year. He's got Phoenix okay. into watching it. He went to the cinema last year to watch it, and I think he gave it four and a half or four stars. But I, I don't know. Again, a bit slow, and just I found it not that funny or not that. No nostalgia compelling. goggles for you on that. No one, nostalgia chief. goggles for that. I don't. Well, here's the other thing. I don't remember watching it that much as a kid. It wasn't one of the VHSs that just got rinse repeated. So maybe, maybe there's that. Where's Lethal Weapon standing in your list? Lethal Weapon is... Somewhere in the middle. Number 16. Okay, still pretty high. Great. Yeah, you, you, know had that that, you, you watched that on a plane and ranked it quite low, I think. I fear I was on the rebound from hearing you and Ben rave about it so much. It was the first time I caught it, and I guess I just wasn't in the frame of mind okay. for it. Yeah, I've got um, Lethal Weapon 2 in it, number 35 as well, four stars, but... Uh, with the South Africans, eh? yeah, yeah, <laughs> bad guys of the world in the that's 80s. it, that's it. Community, uh, Space Jam, love <laughs> cartoons, good. love basketball. Uh, I gave this two stars. Just I went in thinking this is going to be a good old fun romp. Bill Murray's in it. Two stars, <sighs> not good movie at all. But, and yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if people think it's if it's got a reputation as being a good big movie. No, but I, I thought I would. Uh, I don't care. As is, as is generally known, I don't care what other people think. So the only opinion opinion that matters is Chiefs. So if I say, aren't it's they good, doing a sequel good. this year? Yeah, Are they okay? Um, they're doing a sequel to Coming to America. Yeah, they and are, yeah. Lethal Weapon. The, uh, apparently, Richard Donner is going to direct. I mean, yeah. at the ripe old age of like ninety. Yeah, and Young Guns Oof. Three. Um, All right. Uh, the Mask, yeah. one star. It's the second worst movie no. I second worst movie I saw last year. Spoken. Oh man, I'd never seen um, it before. First time I need coming to, in. I need to rewatch this. And uh, I'm not particularly keys. a Jim Carrey fan. 
Um, I've never read any of the comics. I know Mark is a big Mask comic fan, but just I couldn't handle it. Just I struggled to get through it. Just I like Wacky and Zany, but this was just different kettle of fish. Hmm. I've uh, got to get yeah, to the front door. The... <laughs> Go to the front door. Bailing <laughs> out a second. I think the mothership is coming mask... with some dogs. Ooh, woof woof. I haven't... Oh, Milo, I haven't seen the mask in ages, Chief, but oh, man, I'd be very devastated if it doesn't hold up for me. Because right, it, okay. it's... It's, it's Carrie getting licensed to do what he does best. I yeah. mean, actually putting on a persona that allows for his wackiness. Whereas, you know, in, in other films that are just big Jim Carrey vehicles like the Ace Ventura series and Dumb and Dumber and fucking Batman Forever. <laughs> you know, that stuff, he's kind of intruding into a more realistic world. Whereas The Mask, hey man, no, it couldn't save it for you. No, camera Diaz smoking uh, up the scene. Yeah, smoking. But um, yeah, no, no. Um, I watched uh, a a movie from 1952, and that is Singing in the Rain. And what a four stars! What a movie that is. Um, Dance set pieces are incredible. It's just oh, Oh, Gene. Gene is just oh, it's on fire. Beautiful. Yeah, Mm. really good. Yeah, yeah. Were you at all surprised as to what the content of Singing in the Rain actually is, you know, dealing with the silent film era? Um, not... Or did you know? Well, I've watched it, that's probably the third or fourth time I've seen it, so... Okay. Uh, but going into it the first time round, no, all I knew is, okay, f- when I... First well, scene. When, when I, maybe I watched it for the first time five or six years ago, and I thought, okay, fine, this is that movie about a guy who's dancing in the rain, but I have absolutely nothing, nothing to go on in terms of the content. But like you said, you know, the the, the death of the silent movie and the, um, you know, the, the big companies bringing out these talkies, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, I thought that the, actually there is some good plot and story to back up those uh, fantastic dance mm. sequences. Wonderful, man. Mm. Uh, for a guy who's never been to see a live musical theatre show, Chief, I think you might actually have a good time. Okay. Uh, one day when the West End is back in full swing. Right. Oh, touch wood. Yeah. One um, day more. Right. Yeah. Speaking uh, of live events, did yes. you go to the cinema in 2020, Chief, or any of your count coming from actual cinematic viewings? Yes. So when I went in the summer to Bournemouth, on a holiday, uh, I went all three nights I was there. I went to see Empire Strikes Back, then Empire Strikes mm. Back, then Batman. Nothing Any, beats it, eh? Anything else I saw in 2020 at the cinema? I don't think so, no. Do you have a position on home theatre setups versus going to the cinema? Like, is there still some magic in going to a public space? Having a big old well, screen. I only like going to the cinema if there are 10 or less people in the cinema. Um, and I will only go in a midweek daytime slot. I will never go to the cinema in the evening. Well, I say never. I have done um, if that's the only option. But I like going midweek, um, daytime, not many people in the cinema. Um, oh, come on, Chief. Didn't I, you hate, know, uh... I hate these... <laughs> bastards who are chomping their popcorn looking at their phones talking to each other i can't handle it but people dialing the clocks back just a few years you were considering going to a arnold schwarzenegger marathon event no that's where the freaks come out brother 
You would have been swamped by the sweaty masses of like Arnie fans. You were seriously considering it. No, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. I was. It was, <laughs> oh, really? it was for the. It was for the crowd. Yeah. Were you not one of those? I was never going to go. Were you not one of those midnight screening episode one types with his prop lightsaber and his Jedi robe? Well, I, I used <laughs> to. On. I used to work at Odeon Cinema, and um, you know we. That was around between probably ninety nine and twenty o two, and so yeah. we we had we saw two of those. No, up to no. It's probably a bit later, actually. So we saw definitely episode two and three, where I was working on the midnight shift, and like you say, the freakazoids really uh, come out at that time of night. But you said that the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore. Like no. you would not brave the crowds, even to just feel that kind of sense of mass euphoria. No, oh, that's no, a shame not for me. Um, come on. Interesting point of fact: I have not watched one movie in the year twenty twenty one. Ah. 23 days and i said to mark my target is uh 50 or less movies this year <laughs> so <laughs> and have you checked on your mate ben has he has he consumed any cinema he i looked not not cinema no but i think he's only watched four movies this year so he is mm. he, burnout, he said huh? he said i broke him and i destroyed most of his hobbies in 2020 so he said I ruined movies for him. That's what friends are for. And what I have been doing, though, is although I haven't watched any movies, and I think I'm going to get under 20 this year. So that's Ooh. my target now. I'm, moving, I'm shifting the goalpost to try and watch under 20. Wow. Um, what I have well, done is I've been consuming TV series, which is not something I am a fan of generally. So I finished out, as you'd have heard, I finished out Rebels. I finished out Mandalorian. Uh, then I watched season one of Transformers... War for Cybertron, season one. Cybertron is in ruins. I fear. War is lost. Optimus, at this moment we must focus on surviving as a race, not winning a war. Yet again, the Autobots have escalated this conflict to the point where we must answer their aggression with force. I empower you, Decepticons, to bring this painful chapter of our history to a close. What do you think of that? I thought, at first, I wasn't sure on the animation. I think the mm. look of it, it is the best-looking Transformers visual media I've ever seen. From, just from the cell-shaded um, art style, I think it looks better than anything Transformers has ever done. I think the budget went on that because the backgrounds were very minimal and it didn't feel populated or industrious, the surroundings, or technologically, um, the buildings weren't, it didn't, that background backdrop scene wasn't quite up to snuff. Uh, I thought it was a very slow burn story. I liked the story. I thought they did a good job, not heavy on the action. Um, so I'm probably looking at three and a half, four maybe stars as a whole, and I didn't realize there was a second season, which I'm, and only six episodes, which is nice. I like that short burn. So I'm going to go into season two. Uh, then I started watching Parks and Recreation from series one. Going to do a rewatch of all that. I'm about five episodes in. Nice 20 minute bites. Perfect. And then, then viewers at home, you will not be able to see this, but I'm going to hold this up. I got a 15 box set. Oh, shit, the bed, which is all falling Onto over the, the floor. floor. Onto the floor. <laughs> I couldn't tell her what that was before it fell. Okay, no. quantum leap. Quantum leap. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. 
Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. 15 DVDs, 100 odd episodes of Quantum Leap. Okay, so I'm five episodes in, and holy moly, this is incredible. Right, so Long Scott Bakula, Scott Bakula, give this man every kind of Emmy, or no, not Emmys, what do they give for actors? Emmys. Uh, is it Emmys? I thought Emmys is music. No, Grammys. Yeah, Emmys. Give this man all the Emmys in the book for past work, because he is incredible uh, as... Um, Whatever his name, Sam Beckett. Dr. Sam Beckett. Jeez. So I'm doing Doesn't that. The premise get pretty old over a hundred plus episodes. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. I've got a lot of nostalgia for this for, as a kid, so will it get old? <laughs> Any, anything really super up to date, uh, gentlemen? Uh, has anyone tucked into WandaVision just yet? Yeah, I'm watching WandaVision. Yeah, interesting. Very different. I'm, always, I'm a fan of different and, and trying, trying to do, you know, follow a, a different furrow even maybe if it isn't completely successful you know just doing the same thing over and over gets boring quickly so yeah well we live in interesting times goes. where there's enough confidence in the superhero genre to launch a project this yeah out there offbeat yeah no, is that is that one a week scenario or is that have they released all the episodes uh they I think they dropped the two in one go and then it's one a week yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, chief. It's it's unlike anything, or at least the the start of it is unlike anything you're typically led to expect from okay. Marvel is it, Cinematic. Is it? You won't have read it, S. Jobs. But Mark, have you read the Tom King? I've not yet. No, it's in the. Okay, so I've, it, it look, I've read that, and it's good. And it, this looks like it might be based on that. So yeah, I think it's that's where it's getting its most most of its inspiration from. But the first episode plays out in black and white like a, a sort of forgotten 50s sitcom like bewitched okay um, and right. yeah it's just like you're just constantly on the back foot thinking what is going on here and there's okay. some sort of i imagine a, of a kind of a murky gonna... thing going on in the, in the back uh, of the the story as well where it's all a bit things are out of kilter and not right, right kind of okay. thing so well, it sounds interesting. interesting i imagine that's going to have one of two effects the the potential intellectuals or those open to different are going to embrace that and say this is cool and then joe public idiot is going to say this is not what i signed on for where's the superhero fighting smashing, smashing up bad guys and they're just going to not bother watching anymore yeah. look the whole series and its experimental nature will be justified in every marvelite's eyes if it changes the game in a very uh universe altering way in a substantial way like if wanda through her kind of universe bending powers is able to suddenly wink the x-men into this marvel right. cinematic universe something like that that they've always been there right um just, something you know if this series has a massive bombshell like that then it will all be made worthwhile yeah but uh, I, I might be setting the bar too high there. <laughs>
But yeah, I think I think we live in a in a golden age of TV content, particularly with the you know all of the stuff that's being commissioned for the likes of Netflix. Uh, we just spoil for for content there's you know so much and i've got a list of you know you really never good have to watch stuff. a film ever again Jim. yeah there's all of these amazing things that are made that you literally don't even have time to to yeah. watch because there's just so much of it um i think we're spoiled uh yeah i really enjoyed queen's gambit i really enjoyed uh serpents on i think that's bbc um yeah i got the next season of dark materials to watch cobra um, kai uh, yeah, I've started getting into Cobra Kai. I binge watch Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3, and now I've started on uh, Cobra Kai, so enjoying that. So, yeah, there's Very just good. so much to choose from. It's, yeah, yep. it's good times. Chief, I've detected an anomaly in your film list. The Matrix, two and a half stars, <laughs> which puts it in the same ballpark as Street Fighter, the movie, which is charming for a turkey but is a cinematic turkey nonetheless. Whereas yes. the Matrix changed the game, man. We are still living in its wake. Yes. And Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> uh, just ever so slightly rated higher. 141 oh versus Matrix at 145. Yeah. God, jeez. Two and a half stars. I'm never, ever going to watch any of those three movies again. Ever. <laughs> Same with Ready Player One. I know I said I'd watch Ready Player One six months later, but I've got no interest in watching that. It's junk. Well, no, it's not junk because I gave it two and a half, which means <laughs> it's not junk. But I don't know. I, oh, Ben, I, where are you, my friend? Why was, are you not defending your favorite film? I was not big on The Matrix when I saw it in the cinema. Mm. I came out just being extremely annoyed with Lawrence Fishburne's character of just <laughs> refusing to answer any question and answering questions with questions, and that just put it on the back foot straight away. Oof. So. Okay. Um, I, I just, uh, I think I was old enough to be aware of the marketing campaign surrounding it and how mysterious that was and how, you know, in an age before we knew what spoilers were, um, it had not been spoiled for me. Like right. the reveal was, it was, it was, it was, it was still fresh. It was, it, yes. it, mm -hmm. it was a legitimate reveal. Yes. Um, have you seen a lot of people say, I, I think I might have seen it, it. Um, but have you seen dark man, which people say is basically this matrix ripping off dark man. I think that's uh, uh, fanboy cultists who want to yeah. believe that Dark Man's better when it probably isn't. But I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen it. I, I think I played see. the Nintendo video game. <laughs> but <laughs> I think <laughs> I might have played the, uh, the Amiga adaptation of the film on, yeah. Right, but, okay. uh, yeah, I, w I watched it a long time ago, and I think it was early Sam Raimi. And uh, yeah, I don't remember it being very good at all. No, okay, all right. But uh, I know that there's some affection for, for it, but I... I I doubt that that stands up very well. Uh, uh, anything that you uh, found to discuss on my list, Funky Bunch? I got, I've got some overrated and some underrated. Yeah, so un overrated. You why you're wrong. Overrated. <laughs> Hellboy 2019. Yeah. Which I watched surprise. and thought was junk. Okay. Four stars from the Chief. 36 best movie I've seen. Uh, the, the lead guy is miles better than Ron Perlman as Hellboy. And he's the guy out of, I don't watch it, but I think he's the guy out of Stranger Things, isn't he? That's right, yeah. yeah. Stranger Things show. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe maybe a little bit too violent. Uh, I'm not massive on 
on excessive violence and it is quite a violent movie. However, I thought all the comedy beats hit. Um, I love that it was wholly adapted from actual Mike Mignola Hellboy stories. Um, Wild Hunt series. Wild Hunt and a few others as well. It mixes quite a lot of Hellboy stories into one movie. What struck about me about that is the look of the film just looked very basic. It looked very televisual, pared down, not really very cinematic or rich or, or atmospheric. And I thought the the writing and a lot of the acting fell quite flat. And there was a lot of swearing in there, which just yeah. seemed like children playing up and thinking yeah. that if you put throw in a few swear words, then it makes it an adult film, yeah. which is actually what the um, Harley Quinn film okay. did as, as well. Right. Was, well, uh, listen, I take all of your incorrect points on board and <laughs> um, put them in a cupboard. So next... <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, was uh, Tr- uh, Tron Legacy. Had a, uh, I've not seen it, so I can't really compare it to what I thought, but yes. uh, it struck me as uh, being, yeah, very well scored. Um, yes, <laughs> that oh. film did not deserve a score that good. It, well, did this, not, that, it did not earn its score. <laughs> that is one of a few I've picked out that I'm looking at and thinking, okay, fine, let's smoke the bandit. I gave three stars. That probably should have been higher. Ghostbusters 2, four and a half stars. I'm thinking that might have been a four star, not a four and a half. And Tron Legacy is another one that did jump out to me. Four stars. That feels very high. Um, friend of the show, uh, one of my former podcast co-hosts on Three Stooges Wrestling Podcast, uh, Face Man Dave. Uh, he messaged me yesterday saying he has started watching the Tron Legacy show on Netflix. I think it came out a couple of years ago, the animated show. Very stylized. And he's like, this is one of the greatest modern animated tv shows you'll ever see so i may well go and give that give that a go very striking look i'm sure yeah Yeah. Uh, underrated lists that we've not yet talked about uh bumblebee that was the bumblebee film from 2018 what did i give it had a 2.5 rating yep non regretful watch okay (laughs) i think it should be higher i think it's miles better than any of those other stupid michael bay transformers mm-hmm. movies okay as, as long as that's your opinion that's that's valid <laughs> mad max mad max 2 in at just 2.5 never seen it before so i had no nostalgia for mm. for it um look it, it, i wasn't expecting a a visual sci-fi um spectacular in terms of uh special effects etc or anything like that and clearly you don't get that but and it probably does what it set out to do but it just felt a little bit i don't know lacking in 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 maybe maybe without any of the nostalgia attached to it maybe i can understand a a lower score did you you've i take it you've seen mad max uh fury road yes uh, i have that is that's on a that's on a rewatch thing because i think I, i think i quite enjoyed it but i don't know my memory is so bad i wouldn't really tell you <laughs> thank you uh, next up, letterbox starship troopers two star yep went in thinking this would probably be a three and a half four came out with a two uh i think the, all the satirical stuff is very good and works very well but the movie is overly long i think the following them on their career paths from you know high school kids or whatever through mm-hmm. to them being commanders and fighting bugs was a misstep. I didn't want that whole journey or the arc of those characters. <laughs> I would have preferred it just to be, you know, more of a snapshot. 
yeah, more of a more of a snapshot rather than this whole arc of them. Um, and it surprised me that I ranked it so low. To be fair, yeah, don't Best give jumps, me any of that. Starship Troopers, Nazis in space, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Military autocracy. What is it? Whatever it is. Like, yeah, no, it's 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 political, isn't it? Yeah, this is the ultimate expression of the right wing. Is this? Was it? I could be completely wrong. Is it Verhoeven? Is it Paul Verhoeven? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had did something he do, to did say. He Robocop, then, did he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Always yeah, has yeah. A, a kind of a something to poking say. the bear, you know. Typically, at American society, to be honest, and he uses his films to kind of yeah, and sort of some similar techniques inside. in terms of sort of cutting to kind of those propaganda videos, adverts between the two films, and yeah. and that kind of thing. Now, Robocop, to say. I haven't seen Robocop in twenty years, so it, mm. it, does that hold up? I hadn't seen Robocop until very recently. Okay, and. Uh, it's, I mean, the first one is just on a, its, its own plateau, definitely. Right. Um, but you, you might be interested to know, Chief, that uh, the director of Empire Strikes Back directed Robocop 2. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that maybe adds a, a little bit of shine to see what else old Irvin Kirshner uh, produced. Yeah, I think I have the, seen the two. Stuff. I definitely haven't seen three. Right. Um, um, yeah, three, you can check that one in at the door. Don't not worry about missing out there. Yeah. Okay, and here's another one. Here's <laughs> another one which won't surprise you. I actually thought the remake was okay. As did I. All right. But I shared that opinion to my friends and they practically disowned me. So they maybe are no I need longer to rewatch friends. It. Well, now that I've watched the first Robocop film, and yes, it is good, it is gory, it has a great message, it is once again satirical in a very dark way. Um, and and as a, as an adult, you get those layers. You you definitely feel the message. So it's it's rewarding to rewatch. I, okay. I would you know, All right, I'll definitely get more from it than than like you know a cool yeah. cybernetic cop shooting up the bad guys okay. as you would as a child. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else, Funky Bunch? You got on your list? Yeah. Sorry to bother you. In at one point five, which a highly I touted, quite enjoyed, critically acclaimed smash. Um, <laughs> did not enjoy the thing about horse people just w- weird and unnecessary um, obviously it's you know there's a bigger statement and message being carried across uh, here but um, just nah just just not for me I didn't connect but yeah I thought it was good I thought I went into that one completely blind not knowing what it was about other than I thought it was some guy you know doing cold calling yeah you know, same whatever same, yeah didn't know anything else about it and uh, it was just like what where is this going what the heck um yeah interesting one of the, yeah it's, it's good to go into to to films knowing as little as possible yeah i had a mate uh, who would refuse to watch any trailers refuse to read any blurbs refuse to read the back of the dvd box or anything you know he all he wanted to know was what's the title of the movie who's in it so that's good because you are completely surprised because trailers obviously show you. And this is, this is quite interesting, actually, because when I watch some recent trailers, I'm seeing these are all the goddamn bits of the movie. You're showing me an abridged version of the whole movie. How is any of this a surprise? However, when I watch movies, the trailer has almost been expunged from my mind. And I don't pick up on, oh, they showed me that in the trailer. Oh, they showed me that in the trailer. So... It's, it's quite clever. Whatever. That's just me, and my brain is just a little bit backwards. 
but trailers never seem to have affected me when I've watched the movie. Mm. But okay, um, good. this guy who wouldn't, would consume nothing, um, obviously he's on a bit of a hide into nothing. So some movies will be amazing because he doesn't know the twists, but some movies he probably watched a lot of turkeys. Yeah. Chief, what's the future, buddy? What is the next Art of Timers challenge? Or phrased differently, which is the next hobby that the Chief will destroy? <laughs> uh, well, uh, we've recently quit Star Wars Battlefront. Um, that has come to an end. No more of that. So, of course, as Ben mentioned, when he did his live phone in on this week's Talking Joe or last week's Talking Joe, um, if one man quits, the other man has to quit because no one's playing that solo. So, he, you know, <laughs> luckily it was a group decision between Hard us to quit solo. that. Um, I don't know. He he's not consuming much media um, this year, so it's difficult for me to ruin anything for him. As soon as I find out what he's into, I will latch onto that and uh, try my best to submerge it and and throttle yeah. it to death. But, but I'm, Chief, I'm, didn't you get the inside track on that? Didn't he hit you up with all the new Marvel and Star Wars, like everything that's on the slate for streamable services? Right. Like the Disney Plus stuff. Didn't he share you like? Yeah, all the reveals. Well, yeah. that's what he's going to be into, mate. Yeah, <laughs> no I mean, guessing. But you know, whether or not I I go into all those straight away as soon as they're out, I'm not sure. Um, I I'm quite a, I'm I'm heavily contented up this year because I'm trying to do my Judge Dread reread. Uh, I have just passed Oof. over the 300 progs mark uh, yesterday, which. If you factor in the progs, which there's 2,200 of, which are about six pages of Dread per one, there's about 420 magazines, which is about 10 to 15 pages of Dread, specials annuals. You're looking at about, um, I'd say, 20,000 pages of Dread to me to reread. And I've done about, I don't know, 1,500 pages probably uh, so far. So I am on, I'm about on course, I think. Sounds like a chore, Chief. On course to... <laughs> your love of 2018 yeah. and judge I'm by the end of the year this year self-destruction obviously i'm trying to do the splits as well so um that's you've gotten kind of deep yeah. that that those splits are getting deeper and deeper man i, feel... I actually try to do the splits myself yeah see if, how close i come to 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 where you are and yeah man you've made some progress i think you've i've got, got me beat i think i've got some limber hips so hopefully oh. just need to keep stretching and uh yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Don't, don't break yourself, first. man. Yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, uh, um, yeah. you bastards have got me to do something, well, a little bit closer to home to Talking Joe, and that's actually. Hey, I am, hey, I am I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off here. I watched a video of you doing a live unboxing. Is that what you're talking about? Whatever. Yeah. yeah so I saw you unbox a live six inch classified snake eyes. <laughs> Yeah, guilty as charged. There you go. But uh, I mean, a little bit closer to the the comic content oh, right, of okay. Talking Joe. Sorry. Uh, for the first time in my life, I am current on the Marvel slash IDW Harmerverse GI Joe okay. comic book series. There you go. Uh, yeah, I suffered through Snake. <laughs> well, we are uh, you know behind the curtain. This is the twenty third of January. Tomorrow, me and Funky Bunch will record. Uh, mm. The next episode of Talking Joe, which will cover episodes eight, uh, eight, nine, and ten of Snake Hunt. Ooh. So, and that's uh, how the sausage is made, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, wow. I did read those issues. I will read them again tonight before we record. Or and look, I at remember. Them. In the case of I re- ten, I remember when S Jobs gave the 
death of snake eyes zero out of ten <laughs> and uh we could be treading for similar ground my friend uh, when the chief ranks oh, snake hunt drama drama <laughs> mm. uh, yes yeah, the worst story i've ever read but listen um <laughs> that's that's still to come uh yeah barry just needs to stop taking requests man (laughs) someone puts it in a letters page somewhere oh can we have a story that has all the gi joes and he's like yeah i'm gonna put him on a fucking bus (laughs) (laughs) yeah joe's ride the bus um the other thing I'm into is we're going to cut off here because uh, Mark's missus is going to get annoyed if he doesn't come for lunch soon. My missus is annoyed with me because I've been in the loft for too long. But I tell you what I'm into. I'm into watching bodybuilding documentaries at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's inspired to pump some iron. No, no, no. I've got, I've got <laughs> fascination. Have you watched weird. Pumping Iron? With <laughs> yeah, yeah, good Arnie, yeah, yeah. Watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, yeah. that line, that line, the most quotable line in all of documentary filmmaking when he's on about, yeah, man, when you get the pump, <laughs> get the tight feeling in your muscles, it feels like I'm coming, I'm coming all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Love Arnie, he's great. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It was another yeah. time, my friends. Yeah, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the future governor of California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, would be president if he could. Okay, fine. Uh, we have, listen, we all got to go. S-Jubs, you've probably got drink to consume, probably, I imagine. Oh, WandaVision to consume, man. Okay. Right. Good luck with Long that. Long overdue. But uh, um, we've been the out-of-timers. We've been the out-of-timers and the talking <laughs> Joes, and we are out of time and Joes. So uh, my thanks to my uh, always regular co-host, Funky Bunch, and uh, my thanks to S-Jubinator7 for joining us, even <laughs> though he was an hour late. <laughs> hour and a half hour and a half oh my god <laughs> what's going on yeah. sorry guys people. thanks for joining us uh, laters peace time way back in 2018 you remember two likely lads started something it was a cold november a chat a talk a conversation childhood recaptured a trip down memory lane and everyone was enraptured you know the guys i'm talking about it surely ben and chiefy a plan to launch a show that everyone could listen for free G.I. Joe comics were the start of something truly special The words they uttered were prophetic and time sentimental Talking Joe Comics, toys, cartoons, merch We love you so And we just won't ever stop Talking Joe Comics, toys, cartoons, merch, we love you so. And we just won't ever stop comics, reading comics, reading comics, reading comics.
And then the time would come when Ben would up and leave the hot seat. The cheap he caught up diagnostic and the combo was sweet. From drinks to snacks to over-egging lots of different puddings. Cheap passed the torch to Jubbernator, can you smell what's cooking? Then last a funky bunch and action figure fiasco. The show is hotter than a splash of super hot Tabasco. The show evolved and came to be a brightly shining beacon Creative output bursting at the seams We're never beaten Talking Joe Comics, toys, cartoons, merch We love you so We just won't ever stop Talking Toys, cartoons, merch, we love you so And we just won't ever stop comics, reading comics, reading comics, reading comics, reading comics Talking Joe in the house We're gonna close this out with a thank you to all the fans We love you so And we just won't ever stop 